Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie That's... Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Thank you and welcome back. What did I say to offend my computer? Because it suddenly has decided it's, it's trying to make a statement. It's trying, is it a protest? That I can't do anything on it? Is that, is that what you would do if you were mad? Just stop working? Oh, it's been done. It's actually a popular tactic. Well, we'll have to, he, it and I will have to chat. It's not a he or a she. Computer pronouns. Got to be careful. Scott Cullen on the West Her Hotline thought this was a great fit with a buzzy Sabres game tonight here. Feels like Scott, a demarcation point in the season where they've had a lot of time off and Games out west. Now they're back. Great to talk to you again, and thanks for uh, joining, sharing my hype for this game tonight. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like um, you know this should be a really compelling game. I think uh, you know the Maple, the Maple Leafs in, in some ways their season is um, a lot like last year, where they seem ticketed for a, a matchup with Tampa Bay. Um, but obviously, the, the regular season also doesn't mean much to the Maple Leafs. You know, anything that they accomplish in the regular season is not going to really matter if they don't do it, do something in the playoffs. Uh, whereas the Sabers, um, you know, now they're, they're starting to play meaningful games down the stretch, which uh, you know, it's been it's been a few years uh, since we've had this kind of uh, uh, action for the Sabers. So getting a, a good rivalry game that has uh, some meaning for both teams, I think, is uh, it's pretty cool. It has been 11 years, to be precise, since they were even close. They they made it in 11. I, I know you know all this. They made it in 11. In 12, they just missed. 13 might have been a shortened season, like a late start, and Lindy was fired. It just was, okay, well, we're, we've made our run here. Ty, what was Darcy's word? Um Oh, I forget now, but he had a certain word like it's going to be tough around here for a while. I'll think of it, <laughs> and it still is. It still it still is. But it's a nice team, Scott. Not only are they yeah. in contention, but uh, they look like they're not a fluke being where they are. 
Well, that and that you can see kind of the path where this is going, right? Is that it's not just, well, we have a few, you know, a few players who are having lucky seasons. It's we have these really good young players who have really blossomed. Um, and, you know, whether it's Tage Thompson, obviously taking a huge step forward. Uh, but one of the guys who, who has been a huge kind of revelation to me, I guess, is Dylan Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, yes, he was a high draft pick and, you know, seemed to be making some progress early in his career. But I think he's really, you know, massive leap forward this year. And that's that's kind of a big reason why the the Sabres are as good as they are. And then, you know, Darlene has continued his ascent um, over these past couple of seasons. And I, I guess... You know, there there was a time early in his career where I, I think, you know, the the hype of being the number one overall pick and the results weren't quite there, and you know there were starting to be some questions. But I think that's long long since in the past now, and, and now he seems to be a guy that you're gonna you're gonna count on to contend for Norris trophies. Scott, of course, I would say this, but I think maybe you know me well enough to, for me to assume mm-hmm. like. I, I want to live live and die by the numbers. You know, I want mm-hmm. I've wanted forever for the Sabers to like for somebody to tell me on the inside, like, okay, we're really making a concerted effort to look at the advanced data and try to make better choices. So I am going to be one to tell you that of course it lines up that once it was clear around the league, once you started to hear about Sam Ventura and their hires to their front office, mm-hmm. that they would start to play better. Part of their strategy it seems is and maybe you you know better perhaps like is this a league-wide thing but cousins for example a long-term contract at real money like really young mm-hmm. samuelson uh in the offseason and of course thompson before that qualifies like this they have had a certain strategy here when it comes to their contracts i think it makes sense like we lost reinhardt by not doing that not yep. not looking at the data and being like no this guy's really good we don't we don't need to middle this or play it safe. And so is is this like smart business, what what it is that you're seeing the Sabres doing? And is it something like, well, everybody's doing that now? Well, I, I think smart teams are doing it. Um, and, and look, uh, Sam Ventura, and he, I know you brought in Matt Barlow as well to be one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, they're two really sharp guys. And I've you know, managed to do a few things with them at, uh, at analytics conferences and that. And if the Sabres are listening to them, then – you can be almost assured that the decisions are going to be smarter uh, because these guys are, are on top of it. And, and so when it comes to coming up with contracts like this, it's, it's bold, right? In, in terms of hockey, like to, to come out there and go, okay, well, this guy is you know, in his third year and we're going to give him this uh, seven-year contract. And, and a lot of times, you know, if, if you've been an old school hockey guy, you see that kind of, you know, what? He's barely played. He's 21 years old. Why are we, why are we doing this? You know, like, because when this guy is in his prime and he's putting up numbers, then you're going to have to really pay through the nose. And, and so you're saving yourself on the cap with the expectation that, yes, this player has, has you know, done enough early in his career to, to warrant uh, making that investment. And now I'm, I'm sure there are going to be cases where, where teams miss uh, on these, but I, I think if you look at you know the Sabres putting money on Thompson and Cousins, I mean I think you do that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Scott Cullen, our guest on the Western Hotline. I'm Mike Shope. Bulldog is out today. Scott is with Sportsbook Review and McKean's Hockey. We go back to when Scott was with TSN, and we're grateful for the time he's given us over the years here. So. For some reason, the Sabers are sitting here with six games in hand on teams. I don't know how that is even yeah, possible. That's so weird, like right? They didn't have chunks 
canceled because of COVID or something. Like, this is the real schedule. But um, <laughs> they're right there. Uh, Islanders over the Penguins last night. Florida winning. Washington, even Detroit, maybe even Ottawa to stretch it. Like, how do the Sabres rank for you in there? Is Is it... Better than 50-50 for you that they make it? I know some of the, the money puck type stuff are putting them a little bit maybe below that. Yeah, well, it, because I think when you look at the, the standings as it is, you can get really deceived because of those, that massive games play differential, right? Like you would see Florida in there in the second wild card spot, but, I mean, their, their record is really not that favorable, right, because of how many more games they've played and, and how many teams – uh, are kind of in, in close pursuit. Uh, and so uh, is, is, do I think the Sabres are 50%? I, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. a touch below. But but I, I I look at teams like the Sabres and the Red Wings uh, as having you know maybe a, maybe a better chance here because they have games in hand. Now, I think the Sabres have a little bit better uh, underlying statistical profile. Like the Red, the Red Wings, for as much as they've kind of made a, a recent surge and, and so on, I think they're, they're still about a 45% possession team and, and that gets a little dicey to try and um, you know carry that say for the last quarter of the season and, and make it into the playoffs with that. Um, whereas you know the Sabers are a little, a little little more positive in that respect. And, and so like I, I I think the Sabers have certainly just based on the math they should come in ahead of Florida. Um, and the Islanders with Barzal out now, I think there's probably a pretty good chance that they come in ahead of the Islanders. Now um, you know does, can Washington uh, hang around in there? Can um, you know, Pittsburgh. can Detroit can Detroit manage to 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 keep up? Can Pittsburgh stay in there? Like, obviously, this is a super crowded uh, playoff race in the Eastern Conference. Whereas, you know, last year it was kind of decided, you know, in December that okay, these are the eight playoff teams. That's not the case this year, um, and so because of that, I think you know you're going to have more teams in it for a longer period of time, which, you know, I think might, might complicate things, but that's, that's kind of why I'm sort of, I'm hovering around 50, 50 on the Sabres here, which, mm-hmm. you know, give, given the, given the history, you have to feel pretty good about, don't you? It's it's progress for sure. Um, maybe, maybe the schedule, there's enough games left where the schedule could be a factor in the math. And it seems like maybe there's is tougher. I know I've heard that. And I also know that they're done playing road games against the West. They have three games left. I think it is against the West, all at home, and they cleaned up in the in those mm-hmm. road games. So, like this week, for example, is Toronto, Tampa, Florida, Washington. It's it's going to be more games on paper that look like Boston a couple times. It's going to look harder. So maybe that works against them relative to the other competition. Um, all right. Well, what about Florida though? You say stats wise, the Sabers look like the better team there. I'm sort of scared of them. Well, I, what I mean by is because the Sabers have so many games in hand. Okay. On, on Florida, right? Like Florida, the, the crazy thing, Florida's underlying numbers are really good. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're pulling 56 percent of uh, of Corsi and expected goals. Like if you just looked at that statistical profile, but, oh well, this should certainly be a playoff team, but they are they are not. Uh, I mean, for one, their their goaltending has not been. Uh, up to snuff this year, um, and and their special teams kind of a little, little shaky, and, and so this is one of those cases where you can look at the the five on five underlying numbers. You think, oh, this is a strong team, but then look at all the other all the other things going on around it, and, and you realize, oh, this is how they're on the outside uh, looking in. And now because they've played so many games, um, I, I think Florida is kind of in a in a really tough spot, um, even even though. You know the underlying numbers would kind of suggest that the, they have uh, 
the profile of a team that should make the playoffs. I just I think the there there are probably too many squandered points. Interesting. Uh, and too and too many teams chasing uh kind of you know, close behind that, that it's going to be really tough for them to, to hang on. That'll be interesting to watch. I mean, of course, more games left means good things, more opportunities. It also means more, less rest. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the Sabres have almost one more game a week here than those teams going to the end of the season. So the teams like Florida, as you're describing it, and as I know their numbers to look, are the teams I end up betting on, Scott. Like, mm-hmm. if if you can win five-on-five, five, goaltending more random. But I haven't done that well. Like, in, in the playoffs, I have a couple of success stories, teams that look like by the matchups they drew and their their possession numbers, okay, I want to ride them, and it's worked. And sometimes it's just too random or I'm wrong. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to work. Uh, does, does that sort of work for you, that sort of thinking? Uh, generally, but then, I mean, because of the randomness of playoffs, like uh, a goalie gets hot and, you know, throw all the rest of your analysis out, yeah. right? Like, that, that can be a case where, like, I mean, say Toronto, they played Montreal uh, in the uh, the bubble oh, playoff. Right. And, and one, they lose Tavares early in, the, in the, the first game. But even so, Toronto controlled vast portions of that series. But, you know, Carey Price played awesome. And, you know, there are times that in the – that's all it takes, really, to win a series. Is wow, goalie played awesome, mm-hmm. and, and and so you kind of have to, you know. Yes, I, I like I, I use the possession numbers and expected goals numbers and, and that kind of thing to to kind of set your uh, foundation. But you also have to be aware that uh, you know the way, the way the NHL playoffs work. Uh, like this isn't you know the NBA. The upsets are so rare. In the NHL it's a little bit more common, especially uh, if you don't have you know, a, a huge difference. Like if a team is a 52% possession team against a 51% possession team, well, like there's not much advantage to be gained there, right? So uh, that's that's kind of tended to be how I, mm-hmm. you know, if you can find another mismatch, like whether it's, oh, this team has a great power play against a bad penalty kill, some other some other angle that might, might provide an edge. But, I mean, the, the basic for me is, yeah, looking at uh, shot differentials and expected goals and, and hoping that, uh, that that gives you a good foundation. Do you play against what you perceive the narratives to be too? Like, I'm I always have a cup bet on the Leafs in the last few years. None has come close to winning, but I I have that again because I I don't know. Are, do betters actually succumb to? Oh, they never. There's some flaw or something like that, and maybe there is. But I just tend to dismiss that. Um, or are the are the sharps kind of the ones who go? No, it's just the competition randomness. There's no real problem here. Teams like Washington and St. Louis. Team that have won cups, teams that have the reputation for not getting there, and then they do. So um, here I am again, sitting, feeling like a sucker sometimes, sitting on a Toronto cup bet. But I don't know; it makes sense to me. Well, I, the, the the strange thing is, it, it can go both ways on the Leafs. Like I think for a lot of the season, if you looked at the the futures market, the Leafs had like the third shortest yeah. odds, mm-hmm. right? And and you go, okay, like. They should be a good team, and they're and they're high in the standings. But boy, the third shortest odds in, in the entire league, and I think it's there are a lot of Leaf fans out there who you know who are going to put money down um, for the for the Leafs to win the cup. And 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 so on one hand, you go, well, this is it's this really public team that that gets all this interest. But then you know, to your perspective of well, if if the narrative is the Leafs are never going to do it in the playoffs, you would think that the odds come back a little. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that, to me, like that, that becomes a real balancing act, especially with a team like the Leafs. Like I think in the case of of somebody like Washington or whatever, where they're not such a public team, like at, at the the year that they're going to win the Stanley Cup, you would have had great value on them. 
What about? Sorry, Scott. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What about Boston for you? Like the the randomness point. Everybody knows that hockey, you know, is is harder to predict. They've been so far ahead. Are are they worth? Like I don't know what their price even is. Should I should I look that up? Like is Boston for you sort of still good value, or maybe it's completely the other way where it seems crazy to bet them? How do you look at Boston? I, I don't see great value uh, in them now. Like obviously at the start of the year, like I believe uh, in training camp they're like twenty eight to one. Um, wow. You know, plus plus twenty eight hundred to win the Stanley Cup, and so you know two months into the year, all of a sudden you know it was seven or eight hundred to one. Right, they just move so quickly, and you know when you're on a record-setting regular season pace, of course that's how it goes. But I'm, I'm to the point that you were kind of making there. I don't think they offer you much value now, um, because yes, it's great they're they're you know a runaway at, at the top of their division. They're still looking at a second round where they're they're probably playing uh, Tampa Bay or Toronto. Yep, and you know that's not an easy matchup for anybody. And you know as much as we can you know laugh about. Um, the uh, the Maple Leafs uh, and their and their pay- playoff struggles. There is still you know they're a top five team, and, and so if that's who Boston ends up getting in the second round, well, that makes it pretty tough. And so because of how short the Boston's odds are right now, um, I, I I don't think they offer great value at the moment. Plus five hundred is what I see at MGM Toronto plus a thousand. A few minutes left here, at least a couple with Scott Cullen. Joining us on the Western Hotline, I'm Mike Shope, and Bulldog is out today. The, the Sabres in goal here, Scott. The deadline is next Friday. That's Sorry, I don't expect a goalie move, but they could make another move. Uh, maybe even a big one. We, had, we talked to Greg Wyshynski last week, and he sort of dismissed the idea. Like, you know, not don't push it with, with these guys. They're growing, and you don't need to force it. That, those are my words. Do you feel likewise about them, or would you maybe feel like there's an opportunity here, break that drought, and... Be, be willing to give up a prospect, a first, maybe both? Um, I, I don't know who, um, like, of the goalies that I see mentioned as, as possible trade candidates, I don't see, like, a massive upgrade. And generally, teams have, um, have made deals uh, for goalies. I mean, you, I mean, you think back to, and Buffalo was part of that deal with Brian Miller, right, where they sent him to St. Louis, and it, it didn't really pan out to lose. And, and I tended to to look at the goalie moves at the deadline as maybe the riskier yep. uh, kind, kinds of moves because, like, if you're a team that's good enough to get into the playoffs, um, you know, going for a, a new goaltender to become your number one, that, that has not really seemed to be uh, the path. So if, if I'm the Sabres and, I don't know, if it, is it James Reimer or somebody like that, is it, is it worth giving up a significant asset to, to get him? I don't think so. Um you know, and I understand that. You know, you can look at the Sabres goaltending and think it's you know it's not quite ideal, not exactly what you're looking for. But I also, you know, I think if they were to make a a deal for a goaltender, it would be you know it would be one where they're not giving up a significant asset. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I sort of jumbled that, Scott. Like I don't think that at all. Uh, I really even looked at the market for them, I and mean, they've got three here, and Lukanen offers some, even maybe Comrie does some promise for the future. But there are. There's Timo Meyer, there's Jacob Chikrin, the bigger names here at the deadline. What do you well, think? Yeah. Like, do you do you think of like there are certain landing spots that you like for them if you've thought about it, or like is is Buffalo does Buffalo belong in those conversations? 
Well, now that, that's more interesting, I guess, because because those guys um, are under contract, right? And, and I mean, Meyer's contract ends this year, but he's got a qualifying offer. Like you, you can have control over Timo Meyer for this year and next, just from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, and they're both kind of impact players. Like, and so, like the the, the name, the team that I've sort of been most expecting Meyer to end up with is, is New Jersey, um, because I think the. One, I think the Devils are a pretty sharp team, and so they would uh, they would be interested, and, and that they have kind of younger younger pieces that they could send uh, that would kind of fit what uh, San Jose is attempting to do. Right. Um, but but I mean, I think I think a bunch of teams should be interested in Timo Meyer. Like he's a guy who gets you five shots on goal a game, and you know that's probably going to put him on pace for about forty goals. Uh, and you know what team can't use that? Uh, and as for Jacob Chikrin, like as long as he can stay healthy. Um, you know, he, he can be a really useful top pair defenseman. And uh, again, you know, what team can't use uh, that kind of player? And, and I, I, I know Los Angeles was, uh, was apparently the closest uh, to getting a deal for Chikrin when, when they started sitting him out. Uh, and so, and, and Los Angeles would seem to have the kind of assets that uh, that Arizona would want, like in terms of prospects and picks that you know that, that kind of fit with the uh, the timeline for the Coyotes. Um, but. Um, but that deal hasn't happened yet, and, and right. so that kind of opens it up for other teams if they're if they're interested. Scott, a pleasure to have you back on. Thanks for all the time you've given us. Any questions for me? I don't want to be rude here asking you all the questions. <laughs> well, I, I I would like to kind of get uh, a feel on like when we talked it early in the year, and I felt like I was I felt like I was reasonably optimistic about Tage Thompson. Yeah. And and I was nowhere close to as optimistic as I should have been on Tage Thompson. Mm-hmm. So what what is the kind of feeling in Buffalo about uh, the season that Tage is at? I mean, it's almost surreal. For yeah. for uh, my viewpoint on that has been thinking if it was crazy to compare him to Mario Lemieux, and we've had five different guests over the course of the season who bring up that name, and sort yeah. of like always with a little bit of a maybe like a smirk, like are we really doing this? So. Um, it's just kind of surreal that this has happened, and it's just a beautiful thing. You know, I, I, I think you might agree. I live by projections and trying to predict, you know, what's going to happen and using whatever work is worth putting in to that end. But, man, I love it when it doesn't turn out. When it, when it turns out that a guy that – get all the reasons. Here's O'Reilly in town, not the Blues, but Thompson against O'Reilly. And just, like, right from the moment of that trade, like, oh, really? I mean, is he good enough? Does he project well enough? Then in the first year plus, it looked right to sort of bemoan that. And yeah. O'Reilly goes and win the, wins the Conn Smythe freaking trophy anyway. So just sort of the Buffalo, you fall into that pit. And then the guy just, he gets to play center. He's got the right coach and is flying. And these goals, as you know, are just insane. It's either a shot you can't see or it's five or six different stick handling moves through two or three defensemen and a goalie who's in the corner. Like yeah. just, it's it's been great. It's been great, and it seems like it's legit. I mean, by now, would you say two two years of this, and we're still climbing? Yeah, and, and that's that's really what's um, I guess remarkable to me is that you know last year he had this huge breakout, and you, know, you might look at percentages and go, okay, well there should be some. He might have to give some back this year, and then you see that he's developed even further. And, oh, well, never mind that. Like, right. he, he looks like the real deal. So that's that's been pretty great, and it, and it goes exactly to your point here is that you know it's nice to be wrong about these every now and then to, to actually be pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. 
Tage Thompson, Josh Allen. When it happens, you got to love it. Love being wrong when it comes to success stories. Other way, not as great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Scott. You got it. Thanks, Mike. All right. Scott Cullen, by Scott Cullen on Twitter for a lot of uh, just projections, predictions for a given night in hockey, little prop bets you can make, and, uh, and more from Scott online. 803-0550 is the number. There's tons to talk about. The game tonight, the Sabres and the playoffs and the trade deadline, all of that. The fact that this is Toronto's only visit. I started the show getting into that a little bit. Let's change that, but how? Then we've got the free agency coming up, the season for the Bills, Poyer, Edmonds, the draft. Had a guest on earlier, Brett Coleman, who's like, I don't know if this is the year for them to draft a receiver. They're going to have needs on defense. And so uh, how how does that sit with you? Would love to take some calls. Bulldog is in here. Pre-game in an hour for Sabres Leafs. This is Mike Shope on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.